from the pages of the DRaysBay.com blog. Welcome to The Hit Show. Hello, and welcome back to The Hit Show. My name is Danny Russell. I am joined, as usual, by Darby Robinson. And we are back talking Tampa Bay Rays baseball, as we are wont to do. Uh, We missed last week. Dearest apologies. Today is June 6th of 2017 the rays are one game below 500 which sounds like something we've said before the danger sirens should be going off because they're 29 and 30 it was not too many podcasts ago we were laughing at the, about the blue jays as the only team in the american league guaranteed not to make the playoffs and now if you believe the rays are close enough to be in the playoffs by being one game below 500 the blue jays are two games below 500 and the american league east uh is just in its nightmare scenario. Oh, I don't like it. I mean, what's going on, Darby? Um, well, what's going on is one of the worst series uh, I've had the displeasure of having to watch. Um, oh, no, Seattle. Yeah. Oh. Three straight years. I believe three straight sweeps. Um, so, full fertile. disclosure, uh, Darby lives in the Seattle area. I do. And I was at the game on Sunday, and I had tickets for about two months. And because it was like, all right, this is when they're coming. I'm, I got this day off. I'm going to do it. Or I had about for about a month. And uh, yeah, I watching the first two games at home. Um, I just never, I, I've never wanted to just get not go to a baseball game more in my life. That was, I was just like going to. Uh, oh man, I just I you were went, locked in. I was locked in. It was like I have this opportunity. I'm going to go because it's the Rays, and I, you know, why not? I got to support. Like every inning was just, it was just brutal from start to finish. Even though it was only two nothing for like a, the first few, it just felt like it was already over. It really felt like it was, it was just from the first inning of that series where Jake Odorizzi gives up a whole a grand slam uh, mm-hmm. to hair model and part time baseball player Taylor Motter. That. That was just, that was a sign. That was a sign of not a great series right there. Uh, if only he cared as much about baseball as he cared about his hair. I think he <laughs> might still be a Tampa Bay Rays player. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Um, he was traded instead. Uh, the good news is, uh, even though the Rays are down one run to the Chicago White Sox right now, I'm drinking a very tasty beverage. What, is, what are you drinking, uh, Danny? Because I'm also drinking a tasty beverage. Oh, did, did we just enter beer talk? This is now this is now a sub sub podcast. Uh, I am drinking a uh, a Deschutes beer um, called American Wheat Ale. Oh, Deschutes isn't that a Chicago area beer? It is. It is not. It is an Oregon beer from uh, the great town of Bend, Oregon. My goodness, I had a Deschutes just the other day when I was in Chicago. They had eight of them available to choose from i just assumed it was chicago they they have actually um been doing a uh they're, i think they're going to try to actually open something in chicago as well as in uh virginia and a couple other places they um they they like a year ago they had these like traveling street fairs i know this is sort of a bit but i'm now we're just talking about beer and i'm i'm okay with it there was a traveling street fair sort of thing where they took a truck and they had a bunch of their beers and made like a little uh pub in and had like these outdoor festivals places in Chicago was one of them and uh, yeah they they um, in Arlington Virginia when I was living out there 
they were they came there and uh yeah, I was talking to them and they basically were saying they're trying to kind of expand. You can you can find Deschutes uh anywhere where tasty adult beverages are served and uh they're they're starting to get more and more, you know, out there. And so yeah, maybe soon to Chicago. Well, if, if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan in the south side of Chicago area near Midway Airport, there is a fine Italian restaurant called Palermo's where you can get eight different deschutes. I think I had the uh, pine drop, it might have been called. The, yes, um, yes, pine drops. Absolutely. Oh, a tasty IPA. So I had another. It was good. It was that, a nice was, detour. that was a really good episode of Beer Talk. I think uh, that might have been our best episode yet. Yeah, first first and best. First and best. Well, gotta, sh- don't gotta, tell them it was the first. You got you to yeah. just own it. No, no, I think you just got to quit on top. You know, basically be like, my God, that was amazing. Why didn't you just do more? And you're like, well, we can't, can't, you know. Once you have perfection, you just, that's where you stop. Oh, the Tampa Bears are playing ball game right now. We had, uh, this game opened with a Kiermaier misplay in center field where he assumed the ball was going to go in a straight line and instead it cut. And it (laughs) missed so badly, the umpires assumed it was a home run and upon... (laughs) Replay review, it, the call stood as a home run. That is Kiermaier's third allowed home run on a defensive miscue this season, which is uh, unbelievable to say. And then uh, the throw to Logan Morrison, checking the base runner, just got uh, past him, skipped into right field. Mm. Uh, there's now a man on third, and I'm going to stop paying attention to this game because today we are discussing the Major League Baseball draft of 2017. Coming. Coming soon. Okay, so what's the draft order? Uh, all right, so the Rays, uh, I'm just going to cut to that. I'm going to do the draft order, but I want to just cut to where the Rays are, and then I'm going to talk about where uh, they could have been. So the Rays are drafting fourth. Uh, Minnesota had number one locked up. They pretty much, that was what their, that was their World Series last year. They were pretty much going for number one, and mm. they did it. Uh, so Minnesota's number one. The Rays are number four. They could have been at number two with Cincinnati. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds are okay, so, uh, drafting number two. Yes. We, and, and why? We, why is that? I have never wanted Tampa Bay to lose a game so bad in my life. As they were so good at losing last, last year. The they, they were like great oh, at losing. It was like it was their job. It wasn't Minnesota Twins level Lakers tanking kind of thing going on. It was just <laughs> like a general ineptitude that they were just wallowing in. So much so that they picked up Alexi. Uh, Ramirez from the Chicago White Sox, and that might be his final game as a major leaguer, can be well-remembered as being the day he dropped the race from second in the draft to fourth in the draft by just playing out of his mind. Why? All you had to do was lose one game, and then you get your pick. This was a perfectly good draw. Oh, go ahead. You you keep talking. I, so so, so that, this saying. game is clearly still... Uh, stuck in my craw and Danny's craw, and with good reason. So when you have a chance to pick number one or number two, that is much better than picking anywhere else in a draft. That is the rule it's, of it's all It's September. Draft. Promote every single rookie. Yeah. Let them oh, yeah. play next to Longo. Hey, this it's rookie day. We're celebrating our excellent farm system. Our farm system is the best in baseball. It's so good. We're giving every single veteran the day off. Every rookie comes on the field. Richie Schaefer, come right back on in. So not every not every veteran though. That's the that's the thing. I love that plan. 
but you had a couple veterans who would really be contributing for this. And and Kevin Cash, who had called on them so much that season. Uh, and those 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 men were Dana Evelyn, uh lefty reliever, and mostly batting practice instructor, but but also a lefty reliever. And then uh, Steve Geltz. Uh, and and they those guys did not get the call from the pen in this game that they desperately needed to lose, even though both of them had done quite a bit of losing for the Rays. So yeah, it was uh, very very unfun baseball. The most the most painful win in uh, in Rays history. So okay, so the Rays draft fourth. So it's, uh, it's Minnesota, Cincinnati. And then is it San Diego? It is the San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. And then Tampa Bay. So what are your feelings about this draft? Because I feel pretty good about the depth of talent. But I get the vibe that you actually aren't that excited about this draft. Oh, no. I, I think the depth of talent is great. I think I think the, the issue with the draft is that it's not so much... Well, I don't want to say necessarily top-heavy. It's just there's no one big... I guess if there's any draft that you are going to not lose the last game to get the second pick and get your pick of, you know, the elite talent. This would be that draft because the top five, six, seven guys are actually all, I think really close in my book in terms of, uh, I would be happy with any of them. Really. Um, I think there are some really guys that I like a little bit more that I would love to have mm-hmm. my pick of, but, uh, I don't think there's in this draft. I don't see that, you know, David Price, Steven Strasburg, Bryce Harper, like this guy is number one with a bullet. Absolutely can't miss prospects. Uh, Chris Bryant type, you know, like these guys that are like, this well, is absolutely going to be the guy, which which doesn't always work out. There's plenty of those guys that are terrible. Um, but there's not like I think that one guy that you can be like absolutely franchise changer, but there's guys that I think could be absolutely franchise changers in this draft. I think it's just harder to find which one that is. So if you've been stuck inside the draft, I I definitely feel that same kind of animus of, well, there's no, there's no runaway talent. There's no David price. Um, I, I sympathize with that and I agree with that, but I would say that I feel like this draft in particular is top heavy with the top six guys that if you took this draft um the top six guys using bank uh, bank of america whoops <laughs> <laughs> they'll be using that soon enough oh uh, yes they will baseball america's ratings okay so just briefly hunter green kyle wright brendan mckay mackenzie gore royce lewis jb uh Bukoskis, and uh, 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 then the periphery of names. If you had one or maybe two of those guys, you have the 2015 draft. If you have one or two of those guys, maybe three of them, you have the Chris Bryant draft. Mm -hmm. I think this is uh, a top six heavy draft. And so it's hard to look at this and be like, you know, there's, there's not a David Price here. And I would say to the Rays' benefit, I would oh, say yes. that oh, yeah. this is a deep front six where two or three of these guys are normally there, maybe even just one. If this was uh, uh, Kyle Wright and then the next best guy was Royce Lewis or uh, Jordan Adele, who's number seven on uh, Baseball America, who I'm not all that jazzed about, um, then you start saying, okay, this is uh, your run-of-the-mill draft, in my opinion. I think the top six 
make this uh, an exceptionally good draft, and I think one that we can look back on and be like, wow, there was there was real depth uh, at the top. So I think it's really interesting. And I would also say that um, the Rays should have done everything they can to lose that game because I do think there's a front two. I think if you were to take those six, uh, there's a tier one and there's a tier two between those six players. And if the Rays had the opportunity, they would want number two because then they could just have one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Baseball America nails it as well. Um, now, the the consensus number one pick at this point, uh, everyone thinks he's going to be taken, is actually Baseball America's number two. And that's uh, the right-hander Kyle Wright out of Vanderbilt. It really seems like this is just the, it, the, the match has been made and no one's really worried about it. Would you agree? Oh, I, I definitely would. I think um, a lot of – I think Hunter Green is making a lot of noise, but I think because he's a high school pitcher – I think Kyle Wright is going to beat him out for that. And I think Minnesota wants, they have a very good young team. I mean, you're, we've been seeing Miguel Sano absolutely crush. Uh, we've seen Brian Buxton kind of, uh, he, Byron Buxton is kind of getting better. He still has some issues in the plate, but he's really, really fun to watch defensively. So I think Kyle Wright just makes so much sense for Minnesota. They, he, he's a great pitcher. I mean, he is my guy. If, Early in the draft process, or in the mock draft process, I should say, Kyle Wright kept getting kind of mocked to the to the Rays, and I was so excited about it. And mm-hmm. he just kept rising, and I was just like, oh, no, come back, please. <laughs> uh, because he's really good. He is really, really, really good. I think he's uh, – I don't know. He's just so – he's so um, talented throughout. Like, he has multiple good pitches. He – has the perfect body size. Um, this guy's going to be a, a heck of a pitcher, and I think he's a perfect pick for Minnesota because that's what they need. They need somebody that can maybe rise pretty quickly, um, that can really fit into their incredibly talented young core, and they need pitching, and they need pitching badly. And I think Kyle Wright is... Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a no-brainer at this pick. Um, early on, it was Brendan McKay, and we'll talk about him later. Um, but I think Kyle Wright has, uh, you know, I think with good reason risen to to the very top uh and it's just a perfect matchup when uh, there's plenty of videos online that you can go out and watch Kyle right i think the thing that stands the most out to me about him is that he's already a finished product he <clears throat> he doesn't look like a prospect and it's not just because he's flashing 97 or something like that because all these kids flash plenty of plenty of speed but, um, you know, the delivery is clean. It doesn't look like there's much stress on his body. He's already 6'4 and well over 200 pounds. Like, he looks like he's ready to pitch eight innings and go out there and be a starter. Um, now, granted, results-wise, he's going to have to go up through the minors just like everybody else. And I'm not trying to say he's going to be a high riser. I just mean that he seems well on his way to being a major league contributor. It seems like the safest pick in this draft, not because of a floor of anything, just as a true major league projection. Uh, if you don't want to screw up, just go ahead and take Kyle Wright. So I would agree, Minnesota, lock it in. And then the other player I would put in that tier one, and I, I'm only saying two players belong in tier one. Uh, if only one of these guys existed, it'd be the obvious number one overall draft choice. And the other guy is Hunter Green. Uh the San Diego Padres seem to love Hunter Green <laughs> a, a lot based on the internet rumors. Uh, and the Padres are drafting third, so I don't think he falls to the Rays. But if the Rays were drafting second, it's hard for me to imagine they would not take a player like him. 
Uh, he's labeled as a two-way player, which is interesting because this draft actually has a bunch of those, not just like in the top first 10 rounds or something like that. In the first round, there's a lot of players who who would be a first-round draft talent uh, on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. That is pretty fun. Uh, he's a right-hander. Uh, he is a high schooler, which um, I, I don't know where I got the idea that I didn't think the Rays were going to lean high school, and uh, that's just a silly idea. I think if Hunter Green was there, they'd take him. Uh, he, he already has uh, what looks like a major league changeup, um, and what I love is the details that Bank of America I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. We are not again. sponsored by Bank of America, I promise. Baseball. Baseball <laughs> America. B of A. No, no, that's wrong. Uh, um, <laughs> straight up in their scouting report is Green has massive hands with thick fingers. The anti-Donald Trump. He has the perfect <laughs> physical attributes for the job. Uh, it's, it's just so... He, he is that tantalizing best player, best athlete available that you can build a dream on. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Hunter Green? Uh, I, th- I, I, I second all of that, basically. Um, no, he, he's the guy that I think in most drafts, in most drafts, and, and potentially uh, if most teams were, were picking number one, uh, they would go with Hunter Green. He's got a, a, a huge fastball, uh, great changeup, multiple other pitches that could be there, like the slider. You know, he's a high school arm, which always brings with it their own set, like, you know, set of of nervousness. But, uh, yeah, Hunter Green would be it is kind of built for for being a top draft pick. And, uh, yeah, he's he's exciting. He's exciting. I think Cincinnati's uh, I don't think Cincinnati is going to really hesitate. I think the the first two. Oh, you think pick, you think they go green? Oh, I, I think there's no doubt. I would be I would be shy if. If Hunter Green is not Cincinnati's pick, I think that really changes some stuff. I think some mm. weird stuff happens. I actually I don't think stuff changes too much. I think San Diego then just takes him. But it does change some stuff because I, I think San Diego would love if Hunter Green fell to them. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they totally want him. Um, but I, I think Cincinnati it makes a lot of sense to go there. I think they would make a lot of sense to, to draft a, a nice college arm. So I think if Kyle Wright fell to them, I think they would they would maybe jump on him too. But I think Hunter Green is just too. They're 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 kind of um, where they're looking. I think they could they can wait on Hunter Green, who will be you know multiple years away. I think they're they're absolutely fine taking him and and yeah, the upside is is tremendous. Um, there's a lot of downside always with high school arms. You could get you know you could get Clayton Kershaw. You could get. Uh, a nobody that never mm-hmm. appears and you know, don't even know their name. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Hunter Green is is as good a shot as anybody to uh, to make some noise. So, yeah, I think if you, that, if you, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you just pitched an interesting idea. So let's say that uh, Minnesota shocks the world and doesn't take Kyle Wright. It would be interesting to see them say, we don't want a pitcher. We want to put our faith in a player on the other side of the ball. Well, then you say, okay, Hunter Green is on the other side of the ball as well. Okay, so pause there. Uh, what if they took someone like uh, shortstop Royce Lewis, who is in that tier two? He's number five on Baseball America's list. Um, yeah, pure hitting ability, uh, I think was the BA description. Um, 
he he really reminds me of like that Tim Beckham kind of first round draft pick that the Rays took one one when they shouldn't have. We'll skip that for now. Um, <laughs> but let's say they fell in love with Royce Lewis the same way as you know, uh, like the Rays fell in love with Tim Beckham and said, "Look, uh, signability, uh, high school shortstop that we just want to, you know, build around incredible speed." 80 speed, maybe. I'm, I'm not even exactly sure. Uh, but we think this kid has it all. Uh, we love that San Juan, California baseball player. Let's just go ahead and take him. If Minnesota does that, and then Kyle Wright is still there, Cincinnati takes Kyle Wright. It's hard to imagine that San Diego doesn't take Hunter Green. However... <laughs> there's been a lot there's been a lot of mock drafts that like uh, the number three prospect for baseball America going to Louisville, uh, from Louisville to Cincinnati. And I do wonder if Brendan McKay, uh, who's the top left-handed pitcher, and he's also a two-way pitcher, a uh, two-way player who plays first base uh, fairly well and hits really well. Uh, BSA he says he's a middle of the order hitter or a number three starter which is incredible that it's not just he's a first round talent hitter in the way that Hunter Green is and maybe a number 3 starter they're saying he is straight up he could hit in the middle of the lineup or and or be a number 3 starter that's not the, the what's the situation with Brendan McKay why would a team take him and would it need to be a national league team if we're talking about this good of a two way player I don't think it would have to be a, a a National League team. I think it makes a lot of sense for National League teams, though. I think you get that little extra bump um, that, like, a Madison Bumgarner gets you, uh, where you actually have a, a bat that's not um, not terrible. You might even have a guy that's, like, close to league average, potentially. Um, I think with, with two-way players, though, the, the big... The big goal is you really do want to move them to one or the other so that they improve, um, but... Man, would it be really interesting if somebody would actually really try to focus on that? Um, like, really have like a guy that could be like a DH uh, it, it, during four days and then pitch on the fifth start. That would be really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, or be in the bullpen and then eventually and hit as well. It would be real fun. I don't know when a team is going to do that. If a team will ever do that, but man, that would be fun. I really would love to see that. Just as a baseball fan. Um, there's a lot of reasons why not. Uh, if in this scenario, if Minnesota takes Royce Lewis, uh, I, I still think Hunter Green has a chance to potentially beat out Kyle Wright for Cincinnati. Um, mm-hmm. And I could actually see a scenario where Mackenzie Gore, who's a the the high school lefty, goes to San Diego. Uh, I think one of the things that's always okay. interesting with with drafts is. We're talking about like Kyle Wright is probably going number one overall. Hunter Green is probably going number two overall. There is absolutely scenarios where those guys slide two, three, four spots, um, mm-hmm. especially in a draft like this one where, you know, Hunter Green is awesome. He he looks the part. He's great. Kyle Wright is the best college uh, pitcher in this draft. Um I think you know maybe you can make an argument for Brendan McKay because he, you know he's a lefty. He does a lot of things really solid. I think Kyle Wright is just definitely a better pitcher. Um, but this is a draft that does have a lot of guys that are pretty good that are all right there together. And I think you could have teams that do weird stuff. 
uh, and kind of surprise you. Um, mm-hmm. It is a little bit different now that the that we don't have quite the signability issues um, in terms of, uh, you know, things are sort of slotted now. Um, right. So that does tend to take a little bit of the wackiness of, say, maybe a Tim Beckham over Buster Posey type of situation. Uh, but still, things can really happen, especially when guys are so close. So I, I could see a scenario where Kyle Wright falls to number four. I would not keep, I would not hold my breath on it. Um, sure. But, but yeah, there, there are situations good, where someone options. like Buster Posey falls. And could Hunter Green fall to, uh, you know, four, five, maybe even six? I guess, uh, I guess there's a way that that happens. Um, there's a version of this draft where something like that happens. But it, so in all, in all seriousness, right-handed pitcher Kyle Wright uh, is, is number one. We, if we don't commit to what Cincinnati's going to do, you know, San Diego has been connected to Mackenzie Gore in, in mock drafts as well. So we should talk about him next. We've talked about uh, right-handed pitcher Hunter Green, probably the best overall player in the draft, but he's a high schooler, so there's risk. Right-handed pitcher Kyle Wright, uh, who is a pure pitcher. He's not uh, he's not a great hitter like Hunter Green also is, but uh, the most polished hitter. I said he looks major league ready. Uh, that was uh, probably uh, too too high a praise, but forgive me. I think, uh, I think next, he's close. I think he's like one of those guys that you could see like a David Price that is up a year later in the bullpen. Uh, yeah. and then, and then started, I think you could, he could do that. I definitely don't, I feel like I kind of undersold like the, you know, no Steven Strasburg. I think Kyle Wright absolutely could be that guy. Um, yeah. And if it, if it was him and then Royce Lewis was the next best player in this draft, I think we would be talking about those comps. Okay. Sure. So Hunter, sure. right-handed pitcher, Hunter Green, uh, high schooler also hits well, right-handed pitcher, Kyle Wright, uh, from Vanderbilt, uh, that polished, uh, pitcher ready to go. Left-handed pitcher Brendan McKay is number three out of Louisville. Also, uh, potential middle-of-the-order uh, bat. Adrian Gonzalez comparisons on that regard. Just weird, man. Uh, his, we should finish talking about Brendan McKay before we move on. Uh, the number three prospect, I think what he has going for him is floor. It's really yes. hard. It, whatever team takes him in the top six, whatever team that is, that fan base is going to go, oh, the team made a safe pick. You don't he, know what he's going to be at all. But, it, Mc, but it, yeah. McKay right. is, is sort of like the opposite of Hunter Green in terms of like he is mm. he is not the sexy pick. He is the he like is that. the very, very safe pick. But that should not be, you know, sometimes having that like really flashy pick is not like a great thing um, because McKay is his floor in both hitting and pitching is a solid more than solid major league player. Uh, and that's, that is really good. It may not be, he may not have the ceiling that you kind of want in a, in a top five pick, but honestly, you just getting guys that can make it to the major leagues is an accomplishment in most drafts. And mm-hmm. Brendan McKay is a guy that I would be shocked. Didn't make it to the major leagues. Now, how good he is, how, how talented he is, how much of a boost, if he does at all, uh, get from when he switches to either hitting or pitching. I think the fact that there's all of these sort of unknowns and the fact mm-hmm. that his ceiling isn't, you know, a high school, a toolsy high schooler like Gore or green or Royce Lewis for that matter. Um, I think that kind of holds him back. There's questions, but there's not that 
but he could turn into, you know, Clayton Kershaw. So, like, he, he's got that kind of holding him back. But honestly, Brendan McKay is a really, really good pick for whoever takes him because as a hitter, he's he's added a lot of power. He walks a lot. He's got a good batter's eye. He's probably the best hitting prospect in this draft, mm-hmm. as well as being one of the best pitching prospects in this draft. Um, you can definitely make, and we will kind of make some arguments about who could be a better pure hitter. And there's been, we've already made the arguments for who could be a better pure pitcher. But this is a guy that could be a really solid uh, left-handed starter, again, kind of middle to back of the rotation, or a guy that could be a, a, a really, really good first base power hitter um, who's definitely added a lot more power as as he's gone on. You know, <laughs> I, I can't help but laugh to think that uh, a BA scouting report actually compares his fastball to Cliff Lee. So oh, yeah. I can't imagine a situation where McKay isn't a left-handed pitcher. And we're just stacking pitchers in this draft. And I think that's another thing that makes it really exciting. Right-handed pitcher Hunter Green, right-handed pitcher Kyle Wright, left-handed pitcher Brendan McKay. Number four on their board is left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore. So he's ranked number four. Uh, Mock drafts have him going as high as the Padres and as low as the Braves at number five. So somewhere between three and five is where Mackenzie Gore is projected to go. He's a high schooler out of North Carolina. Um, he has multiple breaking balls, which is to his credit. His fastball is above 95 miles an hour. Uh, he has a feel for his changeup already. Um, he's a high school pitcher. So that makes you wonder in the same way that Hunter Green, uh, gosh, that's a, a long way out. Could I get something more polished in a depth, uh, draft? Uh, I'm saying depth draft, uh, he, he has a really strange delivery. It's a little bit unorthodox, which immediately makes you want to play the Chris Sale card. Who knows? But, uh, I mean, some people love him and some people hate him. He seems to be uh, a very divided opinion prospect. Do you have any opinions on Mackenzie Gore? I don't love him. I don't love, I don't love high school arms high in the draft that aren't... I, you know, here's the thing. Hunter Green... I think is a guy that I don't love high school arms, but that guy is a super athlete with, with a, a crazy high fastball and, and a really nice changeup. So I would swallow it. I would take, I would be like, all right, let's, let's go with him. Mackenzie Gore just does not do it for me. I don't love the delivery. I don't love his stuff is fine. And it's, and, and it can get so much better. But the thing is he is, he is so much upside but I don't know if I love the upside enough to outweigh the risks. And mm-hmm. so for, for me, I'm not a big fan of Mackenzie Gore. And I, he's just one of those guys where I think he, he could be really great. He could absolutely be really great. And I could look like an idiot. But you know what? I just am not a huge fan of him. And I, I think it, the draft uh, in the MLB is all about weighing risk and taking smart risks and avoiding really bad risks. And I think Mackenzie Gore for me is a bad risk. And I think that's the argument for Brendan McKay, that number three uh, uh, on this list that we're walking through, why he jumps higher, where why people say, Oh, maybe he could go number two or maybe he could go number three because the risk, the risk appetite, if the, if the team drafting has a low risk appetite or, uh, uh, and they, and they want a safer pick, you can totally see them saying, Okay, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Gore's too much. Hunter Green, uh, I literally don't know what he is. 
But I can look at Brendan McKay, and I, I know what he is. He's, uh, he's at Louisville already. He's doing this at college level. Um, I feel like I can, I can understand what Brendan McKay is going to be. And that's what I love about this draft is we don't know where the Rays are going to fall here. If they're in the top four, I would agree, though, that uh, I'm not sure Mackenzie Gore is the pick. Um, if, if number one or number two, so I was kind of dividing this into tier one and tier two. Tier one is Hunter Green and Kyle Wright. They're tier one. If either of them is there, Tampa Bay takes them. Agreed. I think that, 100%. I think, that, I think they absolutely take them. Yeah. Uh, it it if, represents best player available. I, I have I have yet to imagine a situation where Kyle Green is available at number. F- or excuse me, I just skipped. <laughs> uh, I just now if you top. combine the two of them, <laughs> we create the best where's, player. Where's the technology? That's the extra two percent right there. My goodness, if we imagine Kyle Wright being available at number four, I can't do it. I I literally cannot imagine. A situation where he falls that far, unless some news breaks in the next week, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he falls there. I don't. I. I could see. Uh, I. I mean, I could see. I mean, four is not that far, but I. I think he's just too good of a pitcher. I think him supplanting Brandon McKay has sort of uh, solidified that he's going top three. Um, and I, I do, I could see that the high school arms go in in that top three as well, um, mm-hmm. which which opens a whole lot of fun stuff for the uh, for the Rays at number four. Okay, so let's move past the four names we just discussed: Hunter Green, Kyle Wright, Brendan McKay's a lefty, and then uh, left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore. So, who the, do the Rays take if they're out on Mackenzie Gore? Let's just say that hypothetically. And let's say Kyle Wright, Brendan McKay, and then Hunter Green were the first three picks or something like that. Now, there is a situation there where the Padres decide we really like Mackenzie Gore, that high school lefty kind of thing that they can build upon. Uh, If the Padres think that's sexy and they just want it, we could be looking at a situation where the draft is Kyle Wright, Brendan McKay, Mackenzie Gore, and then the best overall prospect. you know, using Baseball America, but also speaking hypothetically using my whole tier one, tier two uh, uh, hypothesis. Um, if the Rays get Hunter Green, we will be doing cartwheels. I think. I, I think more than likely, it, Hunter Green would be amazing. Kyle Wright. I think Brendan McKay of those kind of guys that have been bantered at the top. I think he is mm-hmm. the most likely to fall to number four for the Rays. And are we take. are we okay with that? I would be absolutely fine with that. I think he. So let's say the options are Brendan McKay or one of the next two players, the other two players in tier two. So let's get to them and then let's talk about which we think is most likely for the Rays to take. So we've got a shortstop. Uh, he's also potentially an outfielder. His name is Royce Lewis. Uh, we slapped the Tim Beckham comp earlier, but he's got pure hitting ability. He's out of San Juan, California. Uh, his defense uh, will probably be the driver for his major league career. Uh, what do you think of Royce Lewis? And why does everyone love Royce Lewis? Is it his name? <laughs> Are people just excited for that, that? That name is a is a like at least a like a seventy name. It's it, a seventy it great rolls name. off the tongue. It, you can imagine this guy being a great player. I think Royce Lewis. Oh, is... you just I I rolls Royce joke. Oh. I saved that. <laughs> oh man 
Um, I, we should have a bell. Uh, what is the <laughs> bell of shame that rings whenever I do a dad joke? Oh yeah, we have to. We'll have to. <laughs> Dustin, get on that. Um, <laughs> he's going to have to do a lot of uh, 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 audio audio graphics. Um, so Royce Lewis, I, here's the thing with Royce Lewis. Again, the name is great. Uh, he looks great. He is a toolsy high school talented guy. I feel like this guy is in every single draft. I think everybody loves him in every draft. And I think everybody can envision him being a superstar just a few years down the road with the right coaching after every single draft. And that's not a bad thing necessarily, but it for me, Royce Lewis doesn't really excite me that much in the sense that I, I've seen this high school toolsy player and it sometimes works out. A lot of times it doesn't. Yeah, it's all floor and no ceiling. I, I think I that's feel I feel like you're drafting that. a bench player. All, all, yeah, all, I, yeah, he's he is a guy that I think, you know, he might be a shortstop, he might be a center fielder. The even that is sort of like in every draft, the well, this guy's just a great athlete. So shortstop or center fielder, uh, we'll figure it out later type of guy. I feel like this is the guy that will go number one. Most drafts, where before kind of the sort of influx of advanced sort of metrics and statistics in, yeah, in baseball, I think he's a guy that I think it's so easy to scout and be like, this guy's amazing. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a five-tool player. He can he's run. Got a good he can face. hit. He's he's got a good body and a good face. He's got a great name. I think. And, and again, I feel like I'm really being unfair because I actually would rather I would much I would definitely take Royce Lewis over Mackenzie Gore any day of the week. I think Royce mm. Lewis has a lot to to love. I just I think this is a guy that is one of those guys that's always in the top five of most drafts, and I don't know if he's better than some of the other guys that I really like. So I think that's sort of that's so sort of that speaks out. to the depth of this of the high end of this draft as well. If you're disappointed in drafting Royce Lewis at four, this is a good draft. Exactly. Exactly. And I, th- I think that's the thing is I definitely want to underline that Royce Lewis, when uh, you get drafted, please do not hate D-Race Bay uh, or me because I think you are going to be really good. But I think uh, it's one of those drafts where you can get really. Yeah, let, let's it's pause really a second to consider we're both sitting on our couches. <laughs> exactly. And, and exactly. saying, wow, in a draft where this guy should have been 1-1, one, one, uh, there's six players who could be 1-1. One, one. And we're wondering if the Rays got the best value at number four. What a silly thing to say. If the Rays got Royce Lewis, we'd all be very happy, very excited. We'd be all in. We'd want to find out what jersey number he wants to wear and go ahead and buy it now. Like, it's it's an amazing player. Uh, I, I, the thing I want to underline is in the BA scouting report, um, my favorite part about it is that uh, there's a quote very early on where it says, in my opinion, Royce Lewis is the best player in the country, says head coach. You don't say. <laughs> uh, well, at least he's got that endorsement. So that's good. That's good. Well, my head coach said I'm the best in the country. <laughs> Let's I, put I can't that wait to the hear the, uh, the, um, the, the grandmother's like, he's a sweet boy. <laughs> and any girl would be lucky to have him. Okay, <laughs> number six. So this is the end of tier two, and by tier two I mean guys who could go one one in your average draft. And uh, the number six prospect on Baseball America is J. B. Bukowskis from North Carolina. 
Do you have any? Do you, do you feel strongly about Jacob? Uh, That's I what like, the J stands for. I like uh, Bukowskis a lot. I think the thing with 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 uh, Bukowskis is that if he was a little bit taller, I, I think he would be a guy that could go number one. Um, I think because he is a, a short right-handed pitcher, that is a a big red flag to a lot of teams. Again, that still kind of scout um, heavily by you know sort of body. I think you you have a guy like Tim Lincecum who really did well as a short right-handed guy, but those are those are fewer and far between. So I, I do kind of get that um, apprehension, but I really like his stuff. I think he's. He is a, 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 a if we were drafting a little bit lower, I think Bukowskis sliding to us would be like just such a great raise type of move. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he's got he's got good stuff. He I love I mean, he's got a great fastball. He's got a great slider. He has a changeup, which we could turn into something amazing. Um, but, yeah, I think he him being a, a short right handed pitcher, I think really will. It does hurt him. But if I, if I sat down and told you, look, there is a college pitcher, right-handed pitcher. He sits 95, can touch 97. Uh, he has incredible command of his breaking ball. Uh, he, uh, I mean, his slider, it really is a slider. He's got a changeup that will definitely play at the major league level. And he's getting comps to Sonny Gray and Lance McCullers. He could have gone 1-1 in a normal draft, but he'll be available to the Rays at number four. He's out of the ACC. You'd be like, I'm in. Give him to me. Like, that sounds an incredible player. I don't know. And and the Rays, you know, in the past, they were actually linked to the guy I mentioned, Tim Lincecum, before. He, they, they were thinking of potentially drafting him. Uh well, so man, it, when I say good slider, I'm talking about some scouts say it's an 80 great slider is in the Baseball America report. For sure. For sure. I mean, this, you know, and look at what the Rays have done with uh, another fastball slider guy, uh, Chris Archer, who's done really, really well. So they, they can absolutely I think the Rays could absolutely love him. I think they could absolutely turn him into something great. I think what you look at, again, it comes down to um, upside downside and mitigating risk. And with Bukowskis, the big risk is, does he turn into a elite-level reliever um, at that size, at, you know, those two pitches? Um, which which could be, again, again, we're talking about, like, potentially he would be one of the better ones because of his stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's really exciting. I actually like him a lot higher than I think a lot of, B.A. has him ranked really well. I think number six mm-hmm. is perfect. Oh, I think a lot of places have sort of slipped on him a little bit. I think he's starting to rise back up kind of where he should be. Um, he, he's got too good of stuff to, to fall that much just because of he's, you know, six foot or five eleven or five ten or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think he's one of those guys. Again, maybe if we're talking about like old scouting, you look at like, you know what? Do you have good stuff? Great. That's more important than you. You're not, six foot two, 175, 180 pounds, you know, like that, that prototypical type of thing. So yeah, absolutely. He, if he's the pick at number four, uh, I don't think anybody would be that shocked. Um, I think if you, if you took him over Brendan McKay um, or Mackenzie Gore or Royce Lewis, I don't think I would be that shocked. I don't think I'd hate it either. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think McKay is a safer player because he's good at both of those things. But I think Bukowskis is the probably the better pitcher. I think he has a higher ceiling at least. McKay has the better floor, but I think Bukowskis has the better ceiling as a starter. So mm-hmm. yeah, I could I could make that argument. I could absolutely make that. I think I just did make that argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're taking one of the six, if you could have any one of the six, and then who do you think the Rays will get uh, of those six? So those are two different questions. Yes. So if you could have one of the six. My, my, by the way, my top six is different than the BA's top six. So there well, is that's that. fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, um, I think I, mine is slightly different as well. So whatever. Yeah, because I, I, do, I do like, well, I do like um, Adam Hazley a lot more than, uh, than they do. Only slightly, though. He's, he's a guy, I do think, before, I meant, before we go into who are the Rays going to take and, and whatnot, I do want to underline um, Hazley. So okay, he's so let's get to that, hitter. because that was going to be my third question. My third question was going to be, who's the dark horse? Yeah, so we've I talked think... about Tier 1 and Tier 2. Who's the player we're not talking about that you think could jump up and just be on the Rays' radar from the start? And they just go, okay, he's the top of our draft board. Yes. Regardless of what anyone else says, he's up there. Uh, who do you think is a player that could be that mystery? What, what could be number two on the Rays' draft board behind Kyle Wright? And this is my like way that nope. This is something I can say because nobody okay, will ever above ever Green. prove this. You're you're uh, saying above Hunter Green, not necessarily okay. for my board, but I think I could easily make this argument that I could put him above Hunter Green, and, and that's Adam Hazley. And and why is because uh, he has a outfielder lot of, from Virginia, outfielder outfielder from Virginia, maybe the best pure hitter in the draft, possibly. Mm-hmm. That, you know, mm-hmm. things get thrown around a lot, but I think possibly, especially as a one-way hitter, um, uh, you know, again, McKay, you could actually even make an argument he's even better. But I think as just a one-way hitter, Hazley could be the guy. I think he has a lot of Andrew Benintendi in his game. He mm-hmm. he was a guy that was, I think he was like the 40s or 50s of BA and then sort of slowly kept rising and rising until he was number nine. And then the Red Sox took him number seven, I believe. The Red Sox uh, did take him number seven, and I can and tell you Rays he won. was well above number seven on Tampa Bay's board. And that's why I think Hazley could be the same type of thing. I think he could be one of those guys where, bef- like, way preseason, he's not that high. He slowly keeps rising and rising and rising. Not helium. Like, a legit climb. This guy is climbing a ladder. It's solid. It's mm-hmm. They spent a little extra money at Home Depot. They got They went for the quality. And he's climbing that ladder. And suddenly you get to the draft and he's a guy that you potentially like Mackenzie Gore is sitting there and suddenly somebody takes Adam Hazley over Mackenzie Gore, over Royce Lewis, over Brendan McKay. And you go, what? And then suddenly you suddenly see this trajectory and you're like, well, maybe actually. And then suddenly he's Andrew Benintendi in the majors. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely think he could be the dark horse. I would not be shocked if he was the number four pick. I think I'd be a little surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. And I would be pretty happy about it, too. I would so, be pretty happy about it, too. The Benintendi slash Brad Wilkerson, according to Baseball America, of this draft is outfielder Adam Hazley. I can, I can get behind that. He, he's a guy that... As, he'll hit all he fields. Rises, yeah, he hits developing he, power. He, he also uh, is got great plate presence. He walks a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh he he's improved in that. Um, yeah, he's he's got solid speed. He's 
He's just a guy that I think is just slowly creeping up the charts. BA has him at eight. So they're, they're the most aggressive. Um, MLB.com has him at 10 and Fangraphs has him at 15. So he's one of those guys, again, that's like a little bit, you know, maybe he doesn't have the flashy look. He doesn't have the blazing speed of Royce Lewis. He doesn't have the amazing fastball of Hunter Green. He doesn't have the, uh, well, just general athlete that is Brendan McKay. Um, but I think he's a guy that absolutely could be. He's going to be a guy that I think is taken higher than people expect. And years down the line, you're going to go, yeah, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so my dark horse then. If if Tampa Bay was going to say, we would really like Royce Lewis as, an, as a college player instead of a high school player. I think the guy that you can turn to is Jaron Kendall. So... Baseball America actually has him all the way down to 18. There were there was rumblings last year that he could be uh, a, a top-of-the-draft kind of player. And uh, he compares pretty well with Corey Ray, uh, who Milwaukee drafted in 2016 in the top five. Uh, the Ray-Rays thing is not the, <laughs> not, not the comparison I wanted to make. <laughs> Jared Kendall um, seems like, if you were trying to find another Kevin Kiermaier. Uh, if you wanted to find that kind of safe prospect where you say, okay, his defense is going to carry him all the way to the majors, 80 speed, like legitimate 80 speed, but I trust the hitting that he's exhibited at Vanderbilt, uh, an SEC school, more than that that I would be dreaming upon in a high schooler. If you were trying to replicate that, I think it's not unheard of for Jaron Kendall to make that leap. And I actually wonder if him, even though being rated 18th, could be uh, the Atlanta Braves pick at number five. Um, it would be interesting to see him make that kind of jump up. Uh, he's, he's worth looking up if you haven't. Uh, JT Morgan, uh, D-Rays Bay, has been writing up a bunch of draft articles, uh, just kind of going through college hitters, college pitchers, just kind of looking for what the Rays might be considering. And Jaron Kendall's written up there as well. So we don't need to spend a ton of time on that. You should be reading everything that JT writes regardless. But he would be my dark horse. So uh, the other two questions, who's your uh, if you're 1-1 one, one in this draft between Tier 1, Tier 2, and who do you think the Rays are going to pick? So your 1-1 one, one was who? Uh, my 1-1 one, one is Kyle Wright. I think okay, he, is, sure. he is just – he is awesome. He's, he's everything you want in a college pitcher – um, he's everything you want in a high draft pick as well. I think he's got a great floor um, and an even better ceiling. Uh, yeah, he's number one, one one for me. I I think one one. I would probably lean Hunter Green, just because in the same way that Brendan McKay feels safe to me as just a uh, two way anything athlete that you think is going to succeed no matter what he does. I feel that way about Hunter Green. Uh, just that incredible athlete that great one one kind of it's got that safety with all the excitement i'm more excited about hunter green than i am about brendan mckay and now granted we've said tier one tier two we're all talking about probable one ones in a standard draft and if you had to pick any of these one ones who would you want i'm leaning hunter green simply because he's (laughs) i mean he's throwing triple digits 101 102 uh as a high schooler from LA, uh, I, I love this profile. Six foot four, physical specimen. Uh, I I I think he's the best 
prospect in this draft. I I don't see a good argument against him. I I, I totally I agree with you on Kyle Wright being the more developed, uh, streamlined to the major leagues pitcher. Uh, we we let off the conversation that way, but I would take Hunter Green if I could have any of them. Uh, so then, who do we think the Rays are going to take? If you had to pick one player, you had to look into your foggy uh, crystal ball. <laughs> who do the Rays end up with? I think I think it's going to be. I, I think uh, this is so tough for me because there's like two guys that keep bouncing back and forth to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be probably either Royce Lewis. Uh, who who I think really fits a lot of what the Rays do like, a really moldable athlete. But unlike a lot of moldable athletes, and again, I sort of, I, I really feel like, I'm just like, I really feel like I've, I ran down Royce Lewis too much. Um, he, he's got a much better hit tool than a lot of those toolsy high school guys normally do. So I think the Rays could see him as a, as a, a great hitting uh, prospect with a lot of room to grow. And with the with a with a great sort of um, kind of great stroke, I think that could be something there. Um, but I also think I think Brendan McKay, if he's there, I think well commit they commit take him as the number Rays, one. Listen, are, are the Rays going Royce Lewis or are they going Brendan McKay? If Brendan McKay's there, they go Brendan McKay as a first baseman. Okay. If he's if he's not, I think they have a really tough choice between Royce Lewis and then surprising everybody with Hazley. But I'd say Brendan McKay. As a first baseman, okay, not as a not uh, as a, and then hopefully they get real creative with it and, and let him throw like as like a two inning reliever every now and then. <laughs> so my my foggy crystal ball has Minnesota taking Kyle Wright, right handed pitcher, uh, out of Vanderbilt, and then uh, Cincinnati taking Brendan McKay. Them looking at the two way and saying we're gonna we're gonna make this uh, a franchise player in our rebuild. He's gonna hit on and he's gonna pitch. He's you know the top lefty in the draft. We're just gonna steal this guy right now. There's no reason to to make a bad bet. This is the team that employs Joey Votto long term. I think they're gonna make safe bets and they're gonna go with Brendan McKay. And then San Diego is gonna say whoa 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 you just took the left handed pitcher. We want a left handed pitcher. We want the prep guy. Give me Mackenzie Gore and his tantalizing uh, delivery with that, you know, like crazy leg lift and and that mystery element. Uh, uh, Padres take Mackenzie Gore. So that leaves Hunter Green open. Tampa Bay ends up with Hunter Green available, and they take the best dang player in this draft. And even though Alexi should have not played that final game, and the Rays could have taken Hunter Green at number two. They still ended up with him at number four, and everybody rejoices. So that's my prediction, um, and we'll, we'll have to check back in next week. Uh, before we go, though, so the Rays are drafting at four overall. They have a supplemental first-round draft picked at 31. So they go four, 31, and then 40 is the second-round draft pick. So we've got three of the top 40 picks, and also 79 overall is the third-round pick. Are there any other players on your radar that we should be paying attention to, that we should be talking about, or that you have high hopes for being taken at either 31, 40, or, you know, maybe even 79? I think if, I think there's always people that fall. 
I think mm-hmm. that's something that's going is going to be interesting. And I do think the Rays are in a great spot to just sort of uh, sort of sit back and see who like tumbles. If if Keston Hiora from UC Irvine, who yeah. who is a great hitter, but he probably will need to get Tommy John surgery on his elbow when it's had had to be a, a DH basically all year because he couldn't play the field. And we don't really know if he, where he's going to play in the field. So real questions, kind of a bat only guy at this point. He's a guy that is very talented, but I could see falling. I, he just sees, he's a guy that yeah, I think should be absolutely taken um, right where he should be. BA has him at uh, 14. Um, he's a lot lower on some of the others though, but BA has him at 14 They're They know what they're doing. Um, but he could fall. He could absolutely fall, especially in a draft that has a lot of guys that are that are good. Um, you know, you could you could have him, or you could maybe take some safer guys that have positions or pitchers. There's a lot of good college pitchers in this draft, so that could push him down. If he were to fall to 31, I think the Rays jump all over him, and then they figure it out later. Um, mm-hmm. Of those in that 31-40, I think depending upon what the Rays get early, I think they could go after kind of opposite if they could go for some like pitching late if they did go get a nice hitter if they did go with he if they did pull the trigger on Hazley, if they did go brendan mckay as a first baseman if they did go royce lewis um but i actually really like as potentially the second round guy um a guy out of oregon state i just want to give him a, a some pub uh but okay. luke luke uh heimlich he's a lefty He's a, a skinny lefty that throws a lot of strikes. Just throws a lot of lefties strikes. in this draft. I really like how many there are available. I love me some lefties that throw strikes. That's just like my favorite thing in the world. Uh, he last year he had 103 innings at Oregon State, which has some pretty good competition. Like Oregon State's a multi-time uh, college baseball mm-hmm. World Series winning franchise. He had 114 strikeouts and 20 walks. He throws strikes. Throws strikes. No, he's tall, lanky. He's lefty. Uh, he's kind of a perfect uh, sort of late first, early second. Doesn't have a huge fastball. You don't need it when you're a left-hander. Yeah, he, he's forty-three on Baseball America's board. The Rays are drafting at thirty-one and forty, so it's not unheard of for them to. It's not a reach. No, I think he he could absolutely be taken at in the second of the number ones at thirty-one um, or at forty, depending. I think he I think he would be a really nice pick. I think he's a type of pitcher that fits their Rays model well. Um and especially if they went if they if if it all worked out for you Danny and and Hunter Green fell, then going with a college pitcher kind of mm-hmm. helps them sort of you know get the low low minors and the high minors. Yeah, I like that as well. Um I'm not as much worried about hitting and then pitching or pitching and then hitting. I I think the Rays are, are more likely to just take the best uh, thing that they can get. Um, yeah, Luke Heimlich, he's got deception as well. I think that's the other interesting thing. It's deception and control, which is a, a nice and that makes you wonder, okay, how is he toward the bottom of the top 50? Um, I, I would love to know if Griffin Canning is going to fall. So he's 26 on BA's board. Uh, he really seems like a starter. Uh, he's got a clean and easy delivery when a lot of guys don't. And uh, his changeup is already seems major league. So I just think that, uh, and again, I'm talking about California pitchers. He's uh, a UCLA guy, but Griffin Canning kind of has that um, safety to him 
that I kind of look for in these first round draft picks, particularly when others have backfired for Tampa Bay. So I, I just feel like a UCLA pitcher is something really safe. Um, the other guy I would throw out there is another California pitcher. Um, I'm hitting on a theme here, not intentionally, but you know, just because uh, Hans Kraus is a righty, uh, and he's a he's a skinnier guy. He's uh, the opposite. I'm I'm saying, oh, I like the build on that one. Well, <laughs> here's a kid who is is slight, uh, but he is able to maintain his velocity. So there seems to be less of a risk about that. Um, his delivery isn't clean in the same way that. Uh, uh, Griffin Cannings is. Uh, he's a high school pitcher, still a righty, but you know he really seems capable of of, of getting the job done. Uh, he doesn't have his changeup yet, but it's kind of that uh, you're going to dream on this high school pitcher kind of thing. And he's ranked at 37. And uh, I don't know. There's really bad reports on his delivery, so it's hard to explain uh, why I like him as much. I just think he's projectable. And uh, I think those kind of those those skinny pitchers who are already in their high velocity and able to to demonstrate that they can do it for a long, long, extended amounts of time. I think those are the kind of prospects that you go, okay, this kid could really be something. I can see him being a major league player, and that kind of stuff is exciting for me. So, uh, do you have any other prospects that we should be touching on? I think there's a lot of. This this is a draft that I think um, you could see a lot of these college pitchers who all grade out fairly fairly nice. Whoever gets kind of lost in the shuffle and falls, um, mm-hmm. like I'm curious to see where. Uh, just just again to keep it Florida, Alex Fideo kind of falls. Um, I don't think he'll get to the Rays, but I think I'm just curious to see where he he goes. He was a guy that was being bantered about as a potential top pick uh, before the season, and then he's sort of fallen back a little bit. Um, there's some interesting, there's some definitely interesting guys like, uh, like Jake uh, Berger, who is, yes. pro- is another perfect name guy, power, power, bad body, power guy. JT wrote um, about him on the site today. Yes. And again, I just also want to underline, read uh, those draft preps from JT Morgan. Those are fantastic. Uh, and they'll kind of get you a good sense of, of who the best uh Guys, that you should really be focusing on, on all of those. I I agree with all of them. Actually, um, those are some really key key people uh, to look at. And and Jake Berger is interesting. He's he's another guy. Like depending upon how people like a guy that doesn't really have a lot of fielding ability, he's just again a, a bad body, but with a lot of power. He could be a a guy that slips. Um, yeah, there's the, the draft is always exciting in a, in general. This one especially because there is some nice nice talent throughout and and like danny said the top six top six seven are just really really good so there's a lot to love even at number four there for the rays and like most drafts this this is just a the mlb is draft is so tough to predict it's so tough to especially after like the first few picks so the fact that the rays are going to be taking uh, a selection in the top five this year feel very happy about it this is a fun one to watch because you are going to get a, a really talented pick there. And then after that, just enjoy the, the absolute wacky craziness that is the MLB draft and just, just people flying off after the first day. If you can like know any of the names after that, 
uh, you are a better person than I am. You'll occasionally be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, I like that guy. And then a couple names. Yeah, I heard like, his name once. Who, Wasn't it who is that? Caden K- Lemons, you said? Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> followed Caden Lemons. Uh, there's, there's a guy with a first name of Jeter who is a shortstop. And I <laughs> guarantee you. I guarantee you he's the got MLB, MLB Network Sorry, is no, no, going no, to make a mention Downs. of that. Jeter, Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs. Uh, who's a, who's a good prospect? Gardens. He is a good prospect. Uh, but hey, he, we're talking, we're talking local mention. guys. Let's talk about local. Two two spots ahead of Jeter Downs, uh, I actually looked that up recently, is a USF product, Kevin Merrill. Nick Armstrong wrote him up on the site. Definitely go look for that. On the front page, we have a Tampa Bay Rays 2017 draft section. It's near the top. You can click that, see all of the articles that have gone up. Kevin Merrill was covered recently. He's a shortstop. Uh, he's 52 on BA's big board. Um, the Rays would probably be reaching to take him at 40 overall. But it, it's a very interesting, a lot of intangibles uh, to like about him. And it'd be a local product turned good. So that would be really fun. Uh, and one other prospect I'll direct your attention to uh, that could fall to the Rays so uh, going the other direction with that, because the Rays are picking after 40 at 79. Uh, or, you know, there's a way that you could sway him as well. There's a player named Hagen Danner. Uh, he's a catcher or maybe a pitcher, uh, a pitcher that can throw 95, and he's committed to UCLA and just seems like the real deal. And the, that commitment seems to be pretty strong to UCLA, and people wonder if he could be swayed. Uh, if you think he could be swayed just by being drafted, take him at 79. If you think he needs to be swayed with big money, take him at 40. Uh, this is a player that I think is just really exciting. I think you could keep him as a catcher for a long time, and if it's not working out, you could switch him to the mound. Uh, I love all these two-way players. We haven't talked about that much in years uh, uh, previously about this draft, but, man, he he really could be either one for Tampa Bay. I think it'd be a lot of fun to pick him up. Uh a high schooler, the Rays have been doing better with their high school catchers, but he could also be a really sexy pitcher. So uh, that's just one other name I want to throw out there was Hagen Danner. So the Rays are picking 4, 31, 40, and 79. Uh, we will be back next week to break that down. It's hard to believe that the draft is coming that quickly, but we are less than a week away from, from the Rays choosing. So be on the lookout. My pick is Hunter Green. And if you really want to... Uh, uh, see something incredible. Look up video of Hunter Green pitching because it is the quickest delivery that I've ever seen. It is We call Kevin Kiermaier the outlaw. Hunter Green is quick drawing. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's like five seconds go by and he's delivered the ball again. You Because of that, you can really tell when he's throwing something off speed. Um, but again, high school pitcher. It, it's really interesting. If you haven't watched a video of him, uh, look up Hunter Green and Darby, you can plug your one one again. Uh, mine is going to be uh, well. My one one is Kyle Wright. He's not oh, going to okay. be there, but uh, no. I think Brendan McKay will slip. I think people are going to fall in love with the sexy and and you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna settle down with Brendan McKay. I think he's I, I think he's a sweet boy. I think I think there's nothing you can wrong write home about Brendan McKay. You know what? Sure. You know what? You'll all be laughing later. Uh, you think you're laughing now, but I'll be one the last laugh. No, Brendan McKay is a guy. I think he again. He's he's one of those people that in the draft, the flashiness will sometimes, especially when you're getting that pick, especially your top three, you want to make a big impact. And McKay doesn't really 
feel like that. He just doesn't feel like that huge, you know, franchise altering guy. And he probably he could be. Isn't. He, he probably isn't. He could be. But also all of these guys probably aren't, but could be. So I feel right. like McKay's is just his his up is like it's a little bit harder to picture it from a lot of teams. But you know what? The Rays are going to take advantage of that. So when he slides, when the Padres jump for Mackenzie Gore and Cincinnati goes for quick draw on Hunter Green and Minnesota takes Kyle Wright, they'll all probably have, you know, be pretty smart with those picks, too. But I think the Rays will take Brendan McKay. I think they start him as a first baseman, and I'd like to think they do some crazy fun stuff with him too. But even as just the first baseman, that guy could develop and uh, and be another really nice hitter for the Rays. All right, man, exciting stuff. Should be interesting. Excellent stuff. We will see you guys next time uh, next week, and uh, we get to actually talk about it's sort of like Christmas morning. Get to, to unwrap the presents and see what we got. Yep. So please uh, review us on iTunes. Uh, comment on the website, visit draysbay.com, uh, do all the things that you can to support us. There is an email address. You can reach out to us at podcast at, oh goodness, I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> draysbaypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us at draysbaypodcast at gmail.com. Just, just uh, type in podcast at gmail.com and see what happens. See who responds. Who somebody, has that? Somebody has that. Somebody has you that. You have to wonder. Just, it just might say be hi. Joe Rogan. Just say hi. Yeah, it might. It might be. Um, <laughs> probably paid money for it. And then you can also uh, find us on, on Twitter as well at Hit Show Podcast. Uh, I'm Danny Russell. That's Darby Robinson. Our producer is Dustin. Thank you so much, Dustin Klingman. We always appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back next week to find out what the Rays did. The Hit Show is produced and engineered by Dustin Klingman. Make sure to check out all the newest and latest news about the Rays on DRaysBabe.com.